Sailor business. <laughs> huh? This is sailor business. Moon podcast escalation. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business, the podcast where we watch every single episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and break it down to talk about why it is that we love this show so very much. Uh, we have a great episode today. Maybe not a great episode of the show. I don't know. This is not one of my favorites. <laughs> we have a great episode of Sailor Business. Uh, we are rejoined by our good friend from the last episode. Uh, Brianne Druhard is back. Brianne, welcome back to the show. Hi. Yay. Hello. Uh, and this is a this is Jordan for you and I. This is a very unique uh, experience because it's the first time that we have uh, recorded the show at night is instead that, of. No, that can't be right. Yeah, Thank no, we you. always record it in the morning when I have just woken up. It's all my fault. It's all my fault because <laughs> well, I have to go to Disneyland this weekend and I have to make comics and I don't have. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means this is Sailor Business After Dark. Ooh, Sailor Business. <laughs> After dark. You know, it kind of fits. It kind of fits the theme of this episode because there's stuff that happens at night. That's true. Well, there's stuff that happens at night, and there's also uh, drinking and drinking drunken makeouts. And people, people macking on each other. Oh yes. Uh, Nephrite being a complete and utter creep. It's all going down. I guess I should say, uh, what is the title of the episode we're watching, Jordan? Do you have it pulled up? Oh, let's see. It is uh, "Romance Under the Moon: Usagi's First Kiss." Or yeah, no. worth a princess's ransom, depending on the read. Oh. <laughs> That's a good title. That's a good title. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into the episode, uh, if, if people are curious about Brianne, we talked about your history with Sailor Moon uh, in our last episode. So if people want to hear that, they can check out. What was, what was that one? What happened in that episode? <laughs> It was the anime. Oh, it was the animation one. Animation That's why we had Brienne on the show. Yes. Was it? What was it? Uh, don't crush children's dreams something or something. Like, something Friendship like through that. anime. There we go. Protect there we go. The children's okay. dreams. Is what that was the theme of the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't don't uh, crush children's. <laughs> I hope you've taken now, that to uh, heart all week while you've been animating. I I have I have animated so many foul or storyboarded so many foul things this <laughs> like, this week that. I Hope makes it through SMP and everyone can enjoy it <laughs> in a year or two. Uh, uh, now, Brian, did, did you ever uh, this is our standard question for returning guests. Did you ever uh, write or produce any Sailor Moon fan fiction? I haven't. I did a fan art of Sailor's uh, a spoon dressed up as Sailor Moon when I was in college and I convinced two of my friends to <laughs> dress up as Sailor Scouts for Halloween at Cal Arts one year. Nice. But for some reason I didn't. 
I dressed up as Sed from uh, Mononoke, which I don't know. I think I was scared to dress up as Sailor Moon. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like. I didn't want to pick the the one that everyone wanted to be. I don't know. My I have a friend who's like she's kind of tall, and she dressed up as Sailor Jupiter. Okay. Like, which was really like I don't know. It was like a nice fit. And then I had a friend who dressed up as Sailor Mars. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just draw lots of fan art. That's probably like I think that's the closest I've ever gotten. I I think the closest thing I've ever written to fan fiction is just the Amazon this stuff i think i consider that fan fiction <laughs> you you do it's not fan fiction that's like that was produced by warner that was produced by the corporate <laughs> owner of yes. the property any, every time i work on any superhero stuff warner or marvel i i just i honestly i'm just like i'm being paid to make fan fiction right now <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you speaking of fan art, you did some Sailor Moon fan art while we were recording last week, uh, and you, you posted yeah, it up on Twitter. It's terrific. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I I really like the way a lot of stuff the old show, the way it was done and, and drawn. I mean, it's it's got a lot of form to it. The colors are great. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. We were just talking about it, and I just had some. I think I had some screen grabs pulled up, and I'm like, I just want to doodle. I wasn't even. I wasn't drawing out her model. I just I think I was. I was trying to remember how to draw her 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 um, school uniform from memory. It's I don't know how close cool. I got. You, you, it looks great. It looks terrific. Yeah, it's a picture of uh, of Usagi uh, beaming with her eyes closed, uh, just being adorable in her school uniform, holding like a briefcase or something. It's it's terrific. Yeah, uh, no, so I, since we don't have uh, fan fiction to talk about, Jordan, do we have any listener questions? This we week? do. Yes, we have a couple oh. of items of sailor business business uh, to to talk about. Oh. Um, first of all, I got a I got a uh, a note to my Tumblr uh, uh, just because the person didn't have Twitter talking about the. Um, the vacation episode with the monsters. Uh, uh, talking about uh, the summer, the beach, youth, and ghosts. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted to let us know uh, that Halloween is a very new thing in Japan. Um, so they don't do spooky stuff at Halloween as much as we do. Instead, for them, they do spooky things in the summer. And I don't know. Really? If, yes. Uh, oh. Which, which is slightly unusual. What was that? That kind of makes a lot of sense because there's always every like anime series I watch. It's like slice of life. There's always one that takes place during summer vacation where they rent like a beach house or something. And then they, they play pranks on each other. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's, it's a traditional thing to have like uh, bravery tests and haunted houses and spooky stories and a hundred candles to tell a hundred scary stories. They said, uh, all those things happen during the summer. Uh, and they sent me a link about, uh, Japanese summers and ghosts as well, which I can, uh, I'll, I'll tweet that out for everybody later. But I thought that was a pretty interesting fact. So I thought I'd, I'd first uh, mention that. Let's see. That's really interesting. Cause I did not know that. And I mean, like I've, uh, I haven't read a lot of manga, but you know, I've read stuff like, uh, as manga Dio, where you would think that would come up, Yeah, yeah but, uh, it doesn't. We also, we also, in addition, as I scroll through our Twitter, I'll also mention, we got a couple of, uh, pieces of fan art. Well, first of all, uh, Connor Blake named his new Dungeons Dragons character Maxfield Stanton. So let's call out <laughs> to that. <laughs> um, we have a, we got a piece of fan art of uh, Tuxedo Mask uh, doing uh, skateboard tricks over, I think over, I can't tell if that's over a pit or over a puddle. One of the two, but it's pretty cool. Okay. I have not seen that one and that sounds awesome. Uh, here, I, look, I can't retweet it again. Can I? Well, I mean, sure. Here we go. I'm retweeting it again. So check out the Sailor Business okay. feed right now and you'll see it. Check, check it out right now, three days ago. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean you. Check it out right now. Everybody right, else, go back a few days. Awesome. Here's a question. Uh, who would win in a fight? Tennis ball, Sailor Moon, or Mario with the Goomba shoe? Oh, man. <laughs> See, that's like the only thing that could ever beat Tennis ball, Sailor Moon. <laughs> 
Do you, uh, okay. Now you were talking about how you wanted to draw uh, nephrite while we were recording because you, you, uh, Brienne, yeah. you, you're doing that drawing. Yeah. What you really need to draw is tennis ball Sailor Moon. Uh, okay. So if you remember, okay. there was a tennis episode. She got turned into a tennis ball. I I do remember that. Yes. We love it. We love. It. Okay. But feel feel uh, free to draw nephrite. Don't listen to this guy. Do what you want. Uh, we I need do, more. I do whatever I want. Ball. We need more tennis ball sailor. Oh, always and forever. So so you think you think Goombashu Mario would uh, would beat tennis ball sailor moon? I mean, I guess okay, here, he'd stomp on her and she'd go flying. About, here's the thing about Karibo Shu Mario uh, to use his uh, to use his proper Japanese name. Wow. Yes. Well done. He is like it's the best power up in the game. <laughs> like it's it's the best. You can stomp on spinies. You yep. can shoot fireballs while you're wearing it it's yep. it's the best i put uh, i put that shoe in a cartoon once <laughs> really did you really yeah it's an easter egg and if i don't know if you can even find these episodes anywhere because it's like a show that nobody admits to it ever existing but if you ever track down out of jimmy's head the grand login and the crew of Oshu and a uh, magitech armor are all in one episode because <laughs> i don't know i didn't see why not so <laughs> That's that's awesome. I hope somebody yeah, spots it's, it. It's the best. Uh, <laughs> it is one of my favorite things in the history of video games. But like the thing that we know about Tennis Ball Sailor Moon is that she is like it is not a power up. No, <laughs> she is not capable of fighting in it at all. Well, she she does bounce around. That's why I think I think on some level it would protect her from it. In that the shoe would come down and like a shoe on a tennis ball, it would just kind of pop the tennis ball out and she would fly around. But I don't think she'd be hurt. I mean, I hope not. I mean. I'm <laughs> Obviously, this ends with, with Mario and Sailor Moon teaming up and being best friends. But, right, of course. Uh, and, and rescuing Tuxedo Mask and uh, Princess Peach. <laughs> They're both tied up. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I, think, I, think, I think we answered that question pretty well. We also got some more fan art uh, here. Uh, we have a picture of uh, Luna licking her own butt while, while Serena looks on going, Luna, a uh, pretty great one. <laughs> we got, why? Why? Because we talked about that. We talked I know because I know, I know we talked about it. I just, that is not, that's not an excuse. <laughs> it's wonderful. We also got one, a picture of uh, both Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask in garbage bags with him kissing her on the cheek that says rubbish for every trash heap in romantic uh, letters. That's, that is fantastic. That is actually serious. <laughs> Really fantastic. No, we we did decide. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned on the show. We did decide that we are. Uh, oh, actually, no. I decided it. Yes, you you fought against it. Well, because it, it, uh, it, it rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> it has been decided that we are referring to our fans. Like you know, some people like to some people like to give their 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 fans little nicknames. So uh, the sailor business fans, you the listeners, you are now the trash piles. Aww. <laughs> Is it trash piles or trash heaps? No, I guess it was piles, wasn't it? No, I can't. No, he that. says trash heaps, but I like trash piles better. Okay, oh good. <laughs> Sounds cool. Let's see what else we got. We did, we did get actually a uh, one piece of Sailor Moon uh, tennis ball art, which was pretty adorable. Here's a question: The credits to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure are set to "Walk Like an Egyptian." What song would you use for Sailor Moon? So, what song? I guess uh, what song would we set it to if it was a, like I guess a pop song? Hmm. Gosh, that's that's a tough one. Brienne, do you have a uh, do you have a, a pop song that you enjoy? <laughs> I, I I wasn't expecting that question. I, <laughs> no, no, it's a surprise. Gotcha question. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess like the the obvious thing would be: is there one that like mentions the moon that we would want to set it to? Like, uh, let me think. Uh, I, I don't know a moon song. Is, is there a song that talks about determined walking? Because that's what we get a lot of in the uh, in the opening uh, sequence. Here, here, here's my idea. Uh, just I to walk five thousand miles. Oh, there you go. There you go. I was gonna say that's just to, to screw everything up. Uh, I'll use Arthur's theme for the Sailor Moon theme, <laughs> which is the one I don't know if you know the theme to the movie Arthur. So it says, and you get caught between the. the 
moon in New York City. Makes no sense, but I'll take it. Come between the moon and the Juban district. <laughs> Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, it's for the American version. So it's it, we're pretending it's New York. New York has a big red uh, tower in it now. Sorry. Yeah, so we're, we're Phoenix writing it, basically. <laughs> I think that's all we got for as far as questions. But um, yeah, like, look, all I've been doing is listening to Taylor Swift lately. So uh, uh, any anything off 1989, I think would be a good Sailor Moon song. Uh, I will say, though, uh, for Christmas, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, because last week's was the first one that we recorded uh, since Christmas, really. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Jordan, did you get any sailor moon related christmas presents i know you got one yes i did get the obviously the uh the first novelization of sailor moon from uh my co-host chris sims uh and that was it i don't uh, think i I got got any other ones no uh my girlfriend got me the soundtrack album from the 90s the the, american one yes i listen to that all the time it's terrible and wonderful have you have you listened through it i have not i like i said i've only been like i have a playlist and it is just tracks from 1989 alternating with tracks from run the jewels too oh my god dude that's all i've been listening to for a month dude this is this is a wonderful and terrible album i love it so much it's the cheesiest songs in the world m- many of which are recognizable ripoffs from popular songs like you'll be like oh that's the friends song uh the friends theme oh that's vogue that they've turned into a song about sailor moon oh you know i, I, I got it i know i would set the opening credits too <laughs> let's hear it uh holding out for a hero by bonnie tyler <laughs> that would be the sailor moon oh yeah that'd be a good one that is good yeah i like that one. Oh, you know what i did find one more question here we go in the blu-ray booklet it says minako i know straight up hates her mother and the police this intrigues me <laughs> thoughts <laughs> that's okay. baffling my thought is i should have bought the blu-ray instead of the dvd <laughs> I, yeah. uh, wow i do not i do not recall that being in uh codename sailor v but i think i'm missing the second volume of codename sailor v but she so. like they get along doesn't she get along with the police captain uh, well, I, the police captain in, in Codename Sailor V like has a crush on Sailor V. Yeah, yeah, but they. I'm saying like it's not a like of, Sailor V hates weird, her. A lot of weird adults having crushes on children in Sailor Moon. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't, and she hates her mother. We never even see her mother, so the idea that she hates her is like okay, like that's look, weird. Look, you barely see Usagi's parents, so and and you love it but every time. Interestingly we do. enough, we will get a lot of uh, of Mr. Tsukino in this episode. Oh well, let's get to it then, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, our episode is Romance Under the Moon, Usagi's First Kiss. Did I get that right? Yes. And it is based, this is what, episode 22 of the anime? Yes. Uh, it is based on chapter four of the manga. That is how far we have come into the manga, that we are on the fourth chapter, uh, which you can find in Sailor Moon Volume 1, uh, Masquerade Dance Party is the name of the chapter. And it's the first one in a while, I guess since the first appearance of, of Ray, right? That it's been, we, we've gotten an episode episode that's actually based on the manga again yeah yeah well you said it was chapter four right so yeah that that would make sense we did there was one where sailor moon appears then sailor mercury then mars and now this we open with our heroine her name is yusagi tsukino she's 14 years old she's a cancer her blood types O. uh she is friends with uh ami mizuno and rei hina the uh kind-hearted girl genius and the hot-headed psychic respectively and uh folks they're superheroes they might not look it but yusagi is sailor moon (gasps) rei is Sailor Mars and Amy is Sailor Mercury because a cat pooped out some magic items for them. Nice. Before cleaning it. So, what superhero are you? Oh, me? Oh, I guess the superhero that has to pick up after my cat's magic items. (laughs) (laughs) That's my superhero. Magic items is a very charitable way of referring to that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. He puts out magic rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so we open on Yusagi and characteristically, she is late for school. But again, very frustrating. We do not get the toast in the mouth. Uh, my favorite thing. I'm starting to it's doubt this ever happens. <laughs> It, no, it does. It does. But the weird thing is, at this point in the series, we've seen Yusagi's dad with toast in his mouth more That's than we've it. seen Yusagi. Yeah. Uh, but I, like, I know it happens in Sailor Moon because it is a it is such a visual thing that people know about. That you know, you're an anime girl running late for school with toast in your mouth. Are you sure this isn't going to be a, a play it again, Sam situation? It's it, look. It, maybe I it doesn't happen as much as has it. Then that happened in a lot of other anime series that are older than Sailor Moon, though. I know it happened in Aiko because oh, that was yeah. the other anime about schoolgirls that I watched when I was a kid. Uh, I, remember even I know it happens. In Evangelion, isn't Evangelion older than Sailor Moon? I have actually never seen Evangelion. Oh, I don't like anime. Just, I only like Sailor Moon. Like, there's a part at the end where Ray's running with toast in her mouth. Huh. I think maybe it's the movie. I don't remember what it, what it is. I just remember seeing that. Alright, I, I, somebody out there listening to this is an expert on toast in mouth syndrome. Send us the information <laughs> on this, please. I, I honestly, I mean, I haven't seen the, a lot of the later episodes of Sailor Moon, like the last season, but I don't really remember her running around with toast in her mouth. I don't, I, you know, I think she's so late for school. She doesn't even get far enough to make toast. <laughs> Well, we're going to keep a tally. We're good. From now on, we're going to notice every time she does it, if she ever does it. I just, I just Googled Sailor Moon Toast, and there are at least screenshots in existence of okay. uh, Sailor Moon. There are at least people who aren't me pointing out that she did not have it in crystal. And so she was, uh, she was, it was very upsetting. And so is that another, another strike against crystal that there's no toast in it? <laughs> that is a strike. Oh, and we should say, uh, uh, Jordan and I both dropped the ball. We did not watch the Sailor Moon Crystal version of this story because again it's from the manga i did but i watched it like a few months ago so it's not like fresh in my mind but like you anyway well i guess we'll get to that later i don't want to i don't want to start talking about that one scene (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh in a great opening uh yusagi is uh running to school and she's like oh no i'm late hey a police checkpoint (laughs) like just casually stops and uh, takes notice of a police checkpoint that's going on. And then uh, they pick up on a plot line that they dropped. Or, I mean, yes, I know a couple episodes. Yeah, because because it was it's weird to me that uh, three episodes ago we got a scene of Neflite going, oh, she loves me. That's awesome. Like, it's super awesome. Great love energy that Queen Beryl <laughs> really digs. And then he drops it. He just goes, yeah, I'm going to go after the anime girl now. And it's like, wait, what about the love energy that was so great? Um and now you find oh. out, yes, Nephilite is back to, well, I, no, not Nephilite is back to draining Molly. It's that Molly is still messed up from having seen him be a jerk to her. <laughs> I don't even know. what. Why is she all freaked out? Chris, can you explain this to me? Well, in the new dub, the way this scene goes is that, uh, you know, Yusagi sees Naru and Naru like kind of fades into a little flashback. And uh, so she thinks about when Nephrite was like, uh, like being nice to her first. Yeah. Like uh, the, you're the prettiest girl at Juban Middle School. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then from that to the, directly to the scene where he is yelling at her and going, I know who you are. Show me your real identity. And then it goes right from those two scenes to uh, Naru thinking, like Naru on the street thinking, I don't understand. Does he like me? It's like, no. Anyone out there listening, if there is a person who told you you were cute and then yelled in your face and tried to murder you, they do not like you. That is not, you should not be in that relationship. Are you sighing in romantically yeah, or I can't tell what's happening? No, there. I just, just, 
sad. <laughs> so, like, next time I'm like, I think that guy likes me. And then I'll remember when he starts yelling at me what you said. Oh, no. It's like, just go die, man. Like, oh, wait, he doesn't like me, I thought. <laughs> That's so well, I, I, I certainly hope that doesn't happen to you. That's terrible. <laughs> oh. uh, so they go to school and Melvin shows up. Umino shows up. Uh, and he's like, hey, everybody, uh, here's this week's plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this week's episode, basically, uh, and he just announces the plot to Yasagi. Now, interestingly enough, uh, in the manga, the plot is that the there's going to be an embassy party involving Princess D of the Kingdom of D, uh, which first of all is hilarious. That's in the manga. <laughs> That's in the manga. Okay, uh, Princess D of the Kingdom of D. Um, in the uh, anime, they translate it as Princess Diamond of the Kingdom of Diamond. But I know yes. that they do. There's a lot of manga that I've read that uses like placeholder names for uh cities like i think uh one punch man is one that i've read recently where there's a you know it's just like oh this is set in city a and then everybody acts like that is a perfectly normal thing to refer to a city as and that i've seen weird. that in a couple places That's... and i've always wondered why that is because in you know american superhero comics we either have uh you know the marvel comics that take place in at new york generally yeah. yeah uh or the dc comics that take place in named fictional cities like well Gotham or Metropolis. that's generous it's I mean, you're calling them named fictional cities, but really, like, for the most part, at least the bulk of them are nicknames for cities. No, well, I mean, look, if you Metropolis, go to the Gotham City Hall, it says Gotham City Hall. No, no, no. I get you. I get you. But I'm saying, like, kind of like, I'm sure if you go to City A City Hall, it says City A at the top. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying when they named those cities, they were like uh, Gotham. It's that's a thing we call New York. Metropolis. That's a thing we call New York. Like Keystone City. That's probably a thing we call any city with a keystone. <laughs> In it. I don't know. <laughs> you get me. Uh, if if you if you even read comics, bro, you would know <laughs> that uh, Keystone and Central City are geographically analogous to uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, retcon. Enjoy. That is a retcon. That's a, that's a Jeff Jones retcon. <laughs> of course, it's a retcon. Everything's a retcon. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I think. Why are we a, doing this? Why are we comicking each other? <laughs> Out, trying to out-comic each other. Okay. Um. No, I, I feel like that's an interesting uh, thing that you see in manga that you don't really see a lot, where there's like, there's weird placeholder names for things that aren't important. Like, it doesn't really matter where Princess D is from. She's just a visiting princess who, ha who may have the legendary silver crystal. Okay. I, I hope everybody heard the quotes around that, because that's how it always <laughs> appears in text. It's, it's, you know what? It's, this is a case where it, this is a, one of the very few cases, I would even say, where the name that they gave something in the English dub sounds more real and <laughs> reasonable than the original translation. Because, yes, the fact that they all they do is go legendary silver crystal. Can we just call it the silver crystal? No. Someone might not remember it's legendary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they never say it outside of that broken way. Whereas in the English version, they called it the, oh, is it the Imperium Silver Crystal? Like, at least there, I feel like, I don't know, that's just a, si a silly fake name, but it sounds cooler. <laughs> sounds better to me. I feel like they also call it the Imperium Silver Crystal in uh, the Tokusatsu show, the live action uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Okay. But I've only watched a couple episodes of that. Uh, they do. And so so when Melvin is, I'm pretty sure it's when Melvin is talking about it, when they're revealing the, the, the plot of the episode, they're talking about, yeah, she's got this thing this treasure it's the legendary secret treasure right <laughs> and they're going to reveal it and they refer to when talking about it they say the final mystery of the century will be revealed will be resolved <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> look nothing's gonna happen for the next eight years everybody 
<laughs> it's all coming down to this one visit to Japan. <laughs> oh, so funny. Meanwhile, and in evil well, world, and, and Naru is oh, like, is he, Naru's like, yeah, I'm going to that. Oh, and right, right. Yusaki and Dumino are like, what? And she's like, yeah, my mom owns a jewelry store. So naturally anything that involves jewelry in the city, I am involved with. <laughs> <laughs> and she says it 100% depressed uh, in this version. She is just like, yeah, I'm going like to. Like, she <laughs> and, and is, a, can't barely talk. And in the manga, well, like, like uh, episode that deals with the jewelry sto- store and her mom, though, doesn't it always kind of end happy for her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why she's depressed. She's like, oh. <laughs> It's not even about Nephrite. It's just she's like, oh, another plot involving me. Great. Yeah. Yeah, We have talked about Naru's years of therapy. (laughs) Uh, The interesting thing is in the manga, like I am pretty sure that the Nephrite plot is entirely an invention of the anime. Oh, yeah. Um, Because in the manga, like obviously uh, they kind of just got rid of Jedi in the first three chapters. Uh, the Nephrite and Naru stuff doesn't happen. Uh, Naru is actually very, you know, chipper, and she's the one who uh, she's the one who gives uh, Usagi the information, which makes more sense. It would make more sense even in in the anime for Naru to be the one who's like, uh, oh, by the way, Usagi, uh, you know, I'm not going to be around to study tonight, or what? Well, I mean, not study, but you know. Uh, I'm not going to be around for our video game date tonight because uh, I've got to go to this thing. Uh, Melvin is just like showing up and literally going, hey, here's the plot. <laughs> hey, guys, I was under the table and I heard you talking. Uh, oh, everyone creep. in this show is a creep, a complete creep. Uh, Speaking one of creeps, thing that I'm surprised though. that you didn't. Oh, well, one thing I'm surprised you didn't mention, Jordan, before we move on. Oh, no. Uh, is that the uh, line about it being the final mystery of the century is uh, read by Luna, who is reading the newspaper. Oh, right. Luna is reading a newspaper all by herself. She's just, I forgot all about that. Yeah, she's just sitting at back at home, sitting on a newspaper, reading it. It must be very difficult for her to flip through that thing, but she's a trooper. So yeah, from there we cut to the uh, the Dark Kingdom. And Nephrite's a creep, right? Like, Nephrite is, like, say what you want about the rest of this storyline. This storyline hinges on Nephrite being a complete creep. This scene is going to kind of make you love Nephrite. <laughs> Let's hear it. This is a good part. Yeah, so uh, Nephrite shows up uh, in Queen Beryl's throne room. And, and the way that the division of labor among the four, uh, now three kings of heaven, is that Zoocyte is in charge of finding the legendary silver crystal. Yeah. That is Zoocyte's job. Yep. Uh, Nephrite's job is to gather energy for the Dark Kingdom so they can resurrect their leader. So Zoocyte's having a meeting with Queen Beryl about whether or not the legendary secret treasure is the legendary silver crystal. And Nephrite just teleports in. And he's like, hey, uh, shut up. Zoocyte, I've got this. And then Queen Beryl's like, oh, so what are you going to do? And he goes, I don't want to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do it and everybody can deal with that. <laughs> it is the ballerist move in Sailor Moon history. Like Queen Beryl, who we saw killed, like, like we'll put Jedi into eternal sleep. Yeah, sure. In the manga, he shows up and he's like a corpse inside a, a crystal coffin. Like he he has witnessed this. He was there for that. And Zoicide has been trying to get her to kill him this entire time. He just shows up and like uh you know spins in a circle, flipping the bird at everybody <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and Queen Bar- uh, uh, and then when he goes away, Zoicide's like, "What? What's the deal?" And Queen Barrel's like, basically like, "Yeah, he's way more desperate than you. So I think he'll do a better job because desperation." <laughs> 
It makes you, I don't know, it makes you work harder for it, I guess. I wish that uh, that, that Zoicide had been like, are you seriously going to let your subordinate get away with talking to you like that? And I wish Queen, Queen Barrel had just been like, game recognized game. That's, that's what's up. <laughs> that's the redub. Uh, so it, and it makes Zoicide so upset that that he, I keep wanting to say she, but he, he runs off to his lover. Now, this is another weirdo name change because it really in the manga and in the original Japanese, the, the, the next king of the negaverse is called Kunzite, correct? Yes. Uh, Kunzite. Kunzite. Uh, English version, his name is Malachite. Not even close. I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know what the explanation is for a complete name change. 100% different. Except the ite, obviously. <laughs> anyway. I wonder, like, if... I, I, I'm going to look up Kunzite real quick yep. on uh, Wikipedia. Is it? Because I wonder if it's a thing that's like, let's see. AKA? Nope. It is from the, well, it's from us. It, it's actually called uh, Spodumini. Okay. Uh, so I guess it's why it's uh, like the American name of that mineral is different, I guess. So we should call uh, this guy he, Sp- Spodumini uh, from now on. Yeah, but you don't want to call him that. Why not? Let's do it. Uh, because it's terrible. <laughs> Spodumini. Is it meany or mean? Uh, I have no idea. I am not a uh, a mineralologist. Let me see. Let's see if I can. Uh... Nor am I a person who knows what you call someone who <laughs> knows works minerals. With minerals. Let's see if I can get the di- like a dictionary to tell me what. It, I don't. I can't even find it in a dictionary. I'm drawing him driving his car. Oh, his his awesome <laughs> sports car. Yeah, Sweet Ferrari. Hell yeah! All right, here we here we go. Let's see if this works. Spodumene. 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 Uh, I would say malachite. Uh, uh, malachite is the better name. It's like, an awesome malachite name. Is a is an awesome name. It's got like it's. I mean, it has the latin for bad in it he's a bad kite <laughs> he's a bad kite he can't, he's gonna run into every tree <laughs> this is the worst joke ever but i like it so malachite slash kunzite slash spajumi spajumin <laughs> is comforting uh zoocyte going yeah it's gonna be fine he's gonna screw up and he'll die and stuff yeah. Yeah, and and uh, Zoocyte is like full on, like very dramatically has thrown himself on the floor and has his arms wrapped around a seated uh, Kunzite's waist mm-hmm. uh, and is laying his head on Kunzite's lap. I'm going to guess this did not make it into the uh, American version, even with the uh, the gender swap. For- no, it did. Uh, so I was like, really? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think it was that long, but yeah, I, I believe it was in there because it's like it is sure. very, it's very intimate. Like the, <laughs> like the way that, well, for you know, for the Dark Kingdom, for the like, it's got a uh, Kunzite kind of you know stroking Zoisite's hair yeah. uh, to comfort him. Oh yeah, that's really surprising. Uh, again, it's the kind of thing where you're allowed to be that intimate. You as a man and the other is a woman. <laughs> that's allowed. No explanations necessary. No, there it is. Yep, there it is. Definitely there. Well, there you go. And, and oh, by the way, they have like a big creepy room that they're in. It's like this gross. Oh, yeah. They have a big creepy room with like a, a gross stone throne. <laughs> and weird that, that, uh, sperm flowers. Does that make it more romantic to, to be creepy? <laughs> I mean, look, whenever whenever my lady friend comes over, I do like to make sure I've polished up the stalactites. <laughs> Uh, throw some harsh blue-green lighting uh, around. It's all true. Uh, sit under my weird disco ball. <laughs> so and plant my sperm flowers. Yes, they do kind of look like these weird giant sperms. Uh, they look exactly like giant pink sperms. <laughs> okay, so continuing on with the plot eventually. Uh, what? 
where, where do we get to? They're, they're in the, uh, they have a they family business shrine. meeting at the shrine. We see, uh, we see uh, Phobos and Demos, the two ravens, which oh. we haven't seen in a while. Uh, they're hanging out there, not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, they don't do much. They're not actually smart animals. They're just animal animals. So they, they don't. They, but they're, they're kind of, they're kind of smart animals. Once in a while, if you need them real kind bad. Of. <laughs> so Yusagi is upset that she can't go oh man it's been so long since i since i watched this now i don't remember what happened i watched it tonight because i'm professional well photos of it what'd you say her dad's supposed to go and take photos of the of the party yes we don't find that out we don't find that out till the next and i think that's why she like kind of i don't know she's like too young to go isn't she isn't that what the deal is well i mean she's not technically not too young no because again molly goes with no trouble at all Huh. It's just that it's just that there's no reasonable way for her to go. What, so what? It, I know that Ray yells at her, and I can't remember why this time. Well, the the thing is that uh, they they assume since they have heard the word princess, <laughs> oh, that right. maybe Princess right. D uh, or Princess right. Diamond is the Moon Princess that they've been looking for. Of course, uh, for some reason reasonable. they have not thought of uh, Bunny Moon. <laughs> Uh, who is secretly the moon princess, you know, Sailor Moon. Well, to be fair to them, they are wrong and dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the episode, slight spoiler for ahead of the episode, when when they finally meet uh, Princess Diamond, the reason that they go, oh, she's not the moon princess, is because the moon princess didn't automatically go, oh, I recognize Luna as a talking cat. And yeah, yeah. Nobody did. Because she's... Sub- Nobody, the actual moon princess <laughs> right. did not, was surprised that there was a uh, talking cat. Right. So th- their ideas of what's going to happen when this princess shows up are 100% wrong. Yeah, <laughs> so this, yeah. this, 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 like, there's, that's the thing that I don't like about this episode. I feel like this episode is poorly constructed in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a lot of just convenient stuff. It's just like, oh, some stuff. It's fine. Uh, this person's looking for a, a, a treasure. Those people are looking for a queen, for a princess. Let's just throw them together and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, uh, the the problem, like, and, and that happens in this scene where uh, uh, Luna's like, hey, maybe this princess is the princess we're looking for. And Ray's like, oh, we should go check it out. And Usagi's actually the one who's like, yeah, I'd like to go, but we can't. Uh, and so everybody's like, or Ray, Ray is a jerk right. and is like, like, shut up, Usagi. We're just going to dress nice and go look at her. Yeah, I mean, I'll, this is the one time I'll this say she's a jerk, but she's kind of right because she's like, you're talking just like, there's nothing we can do. And it's like, we're going to do what we're going to do is try. How about that? Especially yeah, considering that. Terrible plan. Especially considering that, like, 20 minutes later, Yusagi's like, oh, I, I know how to get in there. Never mind. <laughs> yes. So she'll figure it out. So Ray's almost right. Listen, I don't like Look. those words. I don't like saying them. <laughs> Oh, oh, Ray. Uh, so yeah, from there we go back to Usagi's house, and, and again, this is a really frustrating scene. The interesting thing about it is that, uh, like Brianne said, we do see uh, Mr. Tsukino, Dad, and this is the first time I believe that we uh, find out what his job is, which is that he is a journalist who works for a magazine, uh, and they want him to cover the uh, arrival of Princess D and the embassy party, uh, so that he can, you know, they want to have a story on this uh, legendary secret treasure, uh, which is really cool. Like I. I like that we get a little more knowledge of Usagi's family. Um, obviously, Usagi's mom is actually one of my favorite characters on the show. Uh, she, she is not going to appear too much from here on out. Uh, but it's, it's fun to see Usagi's dad uh, actually get a little bit of, of uh, screen time. Yeah. So then Usagi comes up with a perfectly logical plan. And I think we're as surprised as everyone. <laughs> 
Oh. But uh, Usagi's like, oh, hey, I know how I can get into the the uh, embassy party. And Luna's like, oh, no, don't do it. And Usagi uses the transformation pen to transform herself into a princess. Yeah. Why does Luna not want her to do this? Because literally no reason. I, I think literally because the people making the show were like, when Usagi wants to do something, everybody else thinks she's wrong. Like, that's a rule. Yeah, but like, she's literally using it for sailor business. Yes, this is 100% right. This is the absolute right thing to do. Uh, I have two... Two notes about her transformation. One is I think it's interesting that she does look a lot more like the manga art when she transforms, I think. Am I wrong about that? Yes. I, I believe that to be true. The other one being in the English version, in the in the, in the Japanese, she transforms into a princess, right? Oh, uh, yeah. She tra- she transforms into a princess. So, okay. So first of all, uh, another s- sub sub note, she, it, she should just look like herself. <laughs> Well, she should be wearing that that one dress that Fine. she wears when she's a moon princess. The white dress, yes, the white dress. Um, but the second note is, in the American version, in the original American dub, <laughs> instead of transforming into a princess, she says, transform me into the foxiest femme around. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Now, this is that's, ridiculous on so many levels. <laughs> okay, that's going to be, that's going to go ahead and be the tag on this episode of Sailor Business. Foxiest femme around? Because I want to hear this. Uh, uh, that's it, amazing. It's preposterous. It's preposterous. Not only because that's a silly thing to be, but also because of what she turns into, which is this, like, I mean, it's a pretty flowery pink dress, but it's not. I don't see it and go, that's the foxiest femme around. I go, okay, right. that's Look, a pretty dress. <laughs> I didn't want to actually say this. Oh, no. Because, because I like we've got enough creepiness in this episode without me adding to it. But she is noticeable more cleavagey. <laughs> and it's so that's look, the I'm translation just, of Foxy's I'm just telling you around. what's on there. I'm just telling you what happens in the show. Uh, now, Brienne, you are a uh, you're an animator and a character designer. Yeah. Is this the Foxy's fam around? No. <laughs> Oh, probably not. Probably, probably that thing I I drew that I discussed in the last episode, where I had to draw a character in a, in a ninety. <laughs> right. That was that was pretty bad. That was pretty. It was boxy. that the foxiest femme in uh in your in your animation career? Actually, it was it was wasp, so it was pretty. It was pretty foxy. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, now Do we I- know what show it was. <laughs> now you know what show it was. Too much. <laughs> Too hot to handle. Uh, well, what do you what do you think of the dress? Because the dress is actually um, she gets a parasol in the anime, but the dress is actually something that uh, Naoko Takeuchi draws in the manga. It's based on uh, the one that she wears there. And we've talked before about how Takeuchi was very very influenced by uh, fashion design and and runway shows. Like there's runway shows of all the villains from uh, Sailor Moon R. Uh, and I actually really really like the design of this dress, even if it's ridiculous flowery like it is trimmed i'm actually doodling it right now nice yeah i like i like all the little flowers on it it's cute wouldn't those be like a real pain to animate though but i mean though wasn't it i guess i guess we don't see it too much we get mm-hmm. a, a real short scene of it here and then it's not too long in, into the uh, uh actual uh party that she transforms into sailor moon i don't know there's the whole the whole balcony scene 
sequence and the and she dances with tuxedo mask and everything like there's a bunch of it that's true that's true yeah you know actually the thing that's kind of good about the dress animation wise is it's almost symmetrical so it'd be it'd be and there's only four flowers it looks like on each side of the dress so it would it would i mean i don't think it'd be too hard to track actually okay animation tricks yeah she's got two on the looks like she's got two or three on the waist depending i don't know what the other side of those those get left out in later scenes too so they do they do just forget the ones on the waist every yeah. now and then well that that would make sense but like yeah like i think when designs are symmetrical they're a little bit easier to animate because you're not have to like you don't have to keep track of like what's what one side looks like and what the other one does sort of i don't know huh. and i mean the flowers are just round shaped just go in and just kind of add the detail to it I just found a shot looking at her straight on. It looks like it's symmetrical up top. The waist thing. I think what's going on in the waist is that the waist only have the flowers on one side. And and that's why they get left off. Uh, we also I see. Little, uh, I like the little bows on top of her on top of her gloves. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a really, really. I, I do really like the dress, and uh, if you have a copy of Sailor Moon Volume One, you can see it in there as well as on the show. Uh, we also see uh, Amy and Ray in their formal wear, which is nowhere nearly as nice or elaborate no. as uh, Usagi's. No, not even close. Oh, but before we see that, really quick, you you skipped uh, the dream sequence. There's a quick. Oh, yeah. dream sequence where Tuxedo Mask uh, is chasing after, well, obviously Usagi, uh, but he sees her in shadow. He, he, he'll never he'll never recognize that hair anywhere. It's just too common. Uh, and he runs after her and he doesn't catch her. And then he wakes up as Darian going like, oh, that terrible dream again where I'm Tuxedo Mask and I guess I won't remember that somehow. Um, so so he's a tormented dude. You should you should lay off him. That's why he has to insult little girls. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what a... <laughs> What a, a goon. It's a defense. <laughs> so you're saying that like, he's not getting enough sleep, and that's what makes him a jerk to uh, middle school students yeah. on the street. Middle school. Don't middle school ser- students deserve it sometimes? <laughs> I, want, I want everyone to note that Jordan is advocating for... Uh, insulting uh 14 year olds on the street right now oh man okay uh so, so as you said uh ray and uh and amy show up in in their nice quote-unquote nice dresses and I, I, okay yes i, I do want to talk about these for a minute um, the, the dresses rays is rays is fine it's it's kind of it's a little stuffy to be honest with you it's a little stuffy it looks it looks like a a hand-me-down uh from who Amy's she has no family nightmare. she i presume she has a mother like she, she has to have had a mother at some point. I assumed she was an orphan. Yeah, you, yeah, but even orphans have mothers. Orphans do not grow in a cabbage patch. <laughs> no, but they don't necessarily know them. All right. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. I can't believe I'm the one who has to give you the talk. I guess he is her real grandpa. So presumably he had a real, you know, either son or daughter. And that person and the daughter, you know, you know what I'm going. You know where I'm going. Yes, there was a dress. I, I just, it, looks, it looks very old fashioned. Uh, it's not. It's not bad, but it does look kind of stuffy and old fashioned. Uh, Amy's is a nightmare. Amy <laughs> looks like uh, an exploded cupcake. <laughs> Well, uh, when does she have time to pick out dresses when she's always, you know, going to going to cram school? Yep. <laughs> well, she's been to the mall once. Yes, in her life. I, I had to go to an important thing today, and I don't have time to go out and buy like fancy clothes. I'm like, well, I guess, I guess it's just plaid shirt day. <laughs> so you think this might have been her mom's old dress too? Maybe. Uh, 
maybe i don't know it's it's bad though it's like a it's like a bad br- bridesmaid's dress it really is if she and, saw like she was running to meet them and like oh yeah i need to get a dress and just happened to run by like some like thrift store i was like <laughs> okay that'll do Ugh. yeah and and orange is not uh amy's color no uh i will say these these are pretty close to the dresses that we see in the background of the manga um, but uh, on Ray's, the the color is much bigger and actually looks much more uh, fashionable. And uh, Amy's, because it's not a, a creamsicle nightmare, uh, actually has some flowers on the shoulders and looks a lot nicer in black and white, too. Uh, but yeah, uh, there one more thing I want to point out about the scene. And I just posted on Twitter, so uh, I'm sure that you can get a reblog on Sailor Business for yep, that. Just did. Uh, there's a guy in the background who looks like Elvis Costello. Uh, <laughs> I like and it. then there's a guy on the other side who uh, someone on Twitter just pointed out looks like dale earnhardt oh yeah oh look anybody who's anybody is at this uh is at this uh embassy party uh so so they are standing there outside this party just going like duh it would be nice if we could go in and serena shows up and just breezes past them going like ladies (laughs) and just breezes past they're like what she walks up, and then the dumb part of the episode. I understand that the, the Luna pen or the transformation pen is supposed to make her look believably like whatever she wants, including Foxy's femme or princess. But also, this security guy sucks because she walks up and he's like, oh, well, you can't go in. You have to be, you know, invited. And she goes, well, I'm the princess of Ivanovich and just walks in. And he's like, oh, oh. Did she say she say the princess of Ivanovich in the uh, the 92 dub as well? No. In the 92 dub, she calls herself the Countess Popover. <laughs> Even better. Yes. Even better. <laughs> but either way, the, the guy is just Popover. like flipping through the book going, oh, oh, oh of course, of course. He, she doesn't wait for him to confirm. He, she just blasts past. And he's fine with this. He's a terrible. She, she. If she was Black Widow, Prince, the Princess Diamond would be dead. <laughs> uh, the thing I like about this is that once again, um, Usagi has used the Luna Pen to transform into Usagi. Uh, when she was a flight attendant and when she was a uh, a, a rock star, yeah. was she in the Jazz Club episode? Yeah. Uh, and when she was a photographer in the cruise ship episode, she at least had different hair. <laughs> true she she has odongos mm-hmm. well uh, she, she is has, a princess yeah yeah exactly that's what a princess <laughs> looks like but the thing is she has the odongos her best friend and her father are at this party <laughs> and her dad at least at the very least her dad goes oh she looks like Usagi." <laughs> so finally finally someone says it yeah so, as, it oh, just has to be a person who has seen usagi every day of her life Speaking of her best friend, so uh, the other person who it turns out was invited to this uh, party is uh, billionaire uh, mogul Masato Senjuin. Ferrari owner. Ferrari owner. Tennis, tennis coach. Max Field Local Stanton. doll enthusiast. <laughs> yep. Well, he got, he got an invite because he's there and he sees his favorite junior high student and he starts working his charms. Uh, super creepy, super gross. Yeah, uh, it's oh, and he's wearing and he's wearing his purple tuxedo mask mask. There's so much about this uh, that. <laughs> First of all, he walks up. First of all, he sees Naru and goes, it's my lucky day, which is <laughs> the creepiest thing. Yeah. Uh, 
then uh, Usagi sees him, and at this point, they know they know who Nephrite is. Usagi like, we saw that him? last episode. Yeah, Usagi sees him. Like she goes, she she sees Naru dancing with uh, Masato Senju oh. and goes, "Oh, Naru's found someone to dance with. That's oh. nice." No, no, <laughs> you idiot. They they know Neph, but like he's wearing that tiny mask. Oh yeah, purple mask. You can't. I, it could be anybody. Purple mask. Could be anybody. Which he was wearing. Which he was wearing when they fought. <laughs> they have seen him in that mask. Yeah, but this is a masquerade ball. You don't associate that. Oh, except for for Naru and uh, and Usagi. By the way, they don't wear masks. Everybody else does. And and Dad. Oh dad yeah. Well, he's he's staff. He doesn't count. He's not a real guest. Everyone on this show is an idiot. <laughs> in this episode, <laughs> everyone on the show is a complete moron. Oh uh uh oh no no. Also, basically, if I remember correctly, what happens with Molly? Molly. Molly slash Naru. You know. Is that she again? We we saw the the, the flash or the flashback earlier where she was like, "Oh, this guy's a, a jerk. He yells at me. He's scary. Something is weird." And he she she meets up with him and she basically th- I think she even thinks something like this, going, "Oh, this guy. This is trouble." But he's so handsome. I don't care what happens. <laughs> that is terrible. I oh boy oh brother he's so handsome i don't care what happens great he's so handsome i don't care that he poked me in the chest and tried to use <laughs> evil magic on me oh man oh and uh side note uh molly in the english language version uh does not enjoy the party and she's sitting there by herself and she goes this is such a snoozer <laughs> <laughs> I, I love molly's uh, English, English dub voice. Yes, her Brooklyn accent is so adorable. It's such a snoozer. <laughs> they really, they really should have uh, given her an accent in the new show. I, I will say that I appreciate the uh, the new dub that's on the uh, new DVDs. The voices are getting a little more distinct as they go on, particularly Luna, uh, which I think I think happens with voice acting. Mm-hmm. Like they, people, you know, settle into their roles a little bit. But uh, I saw a video on Tumblr, and I think I, I actually uh, reblogged it on Tumblr, of uh, two of the voice actors who played uh, Sailor Moon and uh, Tuxedo Mask at a convention, like, doing their voices for a fan. As oh, they, yeah. Uh, I, I found that. I saw that. That was awesome. Oh, wow. I got to check yeah, that out. Yeah. And it's like, and it just really, really made adorable. me. It, it's adorable. And it, like, really makes me want those voices back. The Darien. Uh, oh, my God. It, was one of them my favorite one? No, it was not Terry Hawks. Oh. <sighs> It was uh, Linda Ballantyne. Oh yeah, she was the original, right? Yes, really good, very fun. So, um, so then, so then we get the scene, as you said, where uh, Usagi's father sees her and is like, "Wow, that girl's super pretty, and she looks a lot like Usagi." And Usagi's like, "Hey, I'm pretty." <laughs> And then uh, Tuxedo Mask shows up and... Um, and we get a flashback to the dream sequence that we saw two minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Add <laughs> it out. You might have forgotten what happened. Cut back to uh, uh, Maxfield Stanton dancing with Molly and or hanging out with Molly anyway. And basically he uh, he possesses her with his own evil soul. I don't know what he does exactly, but something like that. He makes a doppelganger, doesn't he? Does he say my doppelganger? He does say my doppelganger, but by doppelganger, he means not. I mean, it doesn't look like him. (laughs) Later in the episode, somebody sees this ghost purple ghost thing and goes, Neflite. And I'm like, what? Okay, if you say so. Um, It's like his his weird evil essence. 
Yeah, it's it's weird because it's not a monster in the way that we have seen uh, any other monster on the show, right. like any of the other Dark Kingdom monsters. It's actually a lot closer to the little girl's monster from the summer vacation episode mm, yeah. um, because it's it's a weird psychic projection. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird that this is. It, it, and again, it isn't weird for uh, Nephrite to have a new power in the manga because it's number four and it's his first appearance. Right. It is very weird for Nephrite to have a new power after, what, 10 episodes of Nephrite? So Nephrite, Nephrite takes control of Naru. His evil spirit enters into her and takes control of her and makes her evil Naru. Meanwhile, he's still free to go about his business as well. Yeah, that's another thing that I don't get. Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. In that sense, it's like, by doppelganger, they just mean like another me, but it's not me. I don't know. That can also possess you and turn you purple. Something else no one will <laughs> oh, notice. Yeah, no one, that's for our benefit, I'm guessing. Like she's she can't really be purple. That would be crazy. Well, I also like that she she immediately gets evil hair. Evil like hair. She gets that you know glow eyes. evil blowback hair. Um, uh, and purple skin. Meanwhile, uh, so back over with Tuxedo Mask. Him and him and Sailor Moon meet meet up and they start dancing. This is another thing. Now again, I'm, I'm uh, you, now you, you are an animator, Brienne. So I'm apologizing that I'm going to insult the animation in this episode. I don't like it. <laughs> And then yeah. did you work on this? Episode? I think I had their B or C team on this. Like it's, uh, yeah. No, I, I noticed there's like a, there's a little bit of a drop in quality. No, it probably it might have something to do with the fact that there is a billion people at this party, but the dancing sucks. Uh, even when, it, even when it's like their B team. Yeah, like they they join hands to dance, and then they do this weird herky jerky clockwork dancing that I'm just like, what is that? What 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 does that represent? Like it just looks so dumb. Um, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll I'll forgive the uh, background people, like because sure. it's just like the same couple over and over, like you yeah, know, lots of clones, kind of pasted into the scene. Uh, I'll forgive that because you know it's a crowd scene and whatever. We're supposed to be looking at Usagi anyway. But yeah, the dancing that Tito Mask do is really—it's like somebody bumped into the table. You know? <laughs> it's just kind of shaking them around. That somebody held the two dolls and just is going like pop, 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 pop. It looks terrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's it looks like Poochie going back to his home planet. Almost, <laughs> it's just moving around the cell. <laughs> so so uh, so while that's while they're dancing, uh, Naru is going over to uh, Princess D or Princess. Diamond's uh, room, which is very convenient because Princess Diamond is in her room uh, looking exactly like Marcy from Peanuts. Also looking like female Melvin. I think when I saw this episode like long, long time ago, I thought they were going to hook up just because they had the same glasses. Yeah. I was like, oh, they'll find each other. (laughs) (laughs) If only Melvin married a princess. Um, but he settles for for Naru. Um, here's the oh, this is another interesting thing because this is this is a part where they actually make uh, they make it make more sense in the English dub uh, because this is this scene is another scene of how god awful the security is at this place. Uh, Naru walks up to the princess's personal chambers and goes yeah princess is expecting me and they go all right let her in uh in the english version they at least go uh princess is expecting me well we're gonna check on that they come in and the princess is sitting there going when is my double gonna get here the agency said they were sending my double over and she's not here yet and then molly walks in and she goes perfect you look just like me not true (laughs) not true not at all but (laughs) 
at least it gives you a reason for expecting a teenage girl to show up and go, yeah, 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 show her in, show her in. Um, as opposed to the other version where somebody just goes, oh, yeah, she wanted me to uh, take the treasure and uh, go home. So I'm going to do that. Oh, sure. Here you go. All uh, right. I actually liked this. Because you, at least they play you it up. It? <laughs> I do, because at least they play it up where, uh, you know, you see that Princess Diamond is isolated. She doesn't have any friends. She's very insecure. Uh, you know, she worries, you know, she, she says, I wish I was prettier. And then maybe people would want uh, to talk to me instead of just look at the secret cre- treasure, uh, which is something that she says in the manga as well. Uh, and then Naru comes in and uh, and the guards are like, like the, she doesn't just walk in. Like the guards come into the room and say, hey, uh, this girl says she's your friend. Is that true? And she's so desperate to have a friend that she's like, yes, uh, this this is my friend. Now, in the manga. That's so sad and the, pathetic. <laughs> Yeah, well, it is sad. It's a sad show. Uh, in the manga, it's actually not Naru at all who gets possessed. Because again, the Naru Nephrite plot isn't in the manga. It, uh, it's her translator who hmm. gets possessed. So they kind of bypass that and make it make a whole lot more sense. Yeah, that's better. Uh, I will say that uh, Princess Diamond goes, oh yeah, that's my friend. And as soon as they close the door, she goes, you look like a fun person with your <laughs> evil hair and purple skin. <laughs> Yep. And then it, it's very mean. Uh, Naru says, uh, I've, uh, I've come for the legendary secret treasure, which that was what she was afraid of all along. Uh, so it's very, he's shattering the dreams of these young girls. <laughs> oh, that we're not supposed to do that specifically. Uh, and now, now correct me if I'm wrong. Meanwhile, downstairs, Luna shows up out of nowhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Luna well, just is like, look, you're talking, there's trouble. What? Where, where, how did you get here? Where did you're a cat? You're not, <laughs> they let cats go anywhere too in this world. <laughs> now, I, I feel like, is this the one? Oh, no, it was the wedding dress episode where uh, Luna was hiding under uh, Usagi's dress the whole time. <laughs> yes, that, although you never know. If, if you said to me that Usagi was just like, yeah, go ahead, do it again, I would believe you. But yeah, she came from nowhere. Um, so she goes, they go running upstairs. Uh, Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask go running upstairs to see the trouble. Uh, obviously, there's Princess Diamond. Uh, they throw her up. <laughs> How did she get thrown off the balcony again? Uh, she, like, um, uh, Princess Diamond just straight, like, shoulder checks her. <laughs> Just chucks uh, her off off the balcony. All right. Now this so is she's going to throw the the treasure down to uh, right. She's going to throw it down to Nephrite. To Nephrite. Now this is a this is a notorious change in the original dub because she dangles off. Okay, so here's what happens. She dangles off the the balcony. Tuxedo Mask is like, oh no, I'm saving you. I'm saving you. I'm saving you. And then she falls, and w- luckily we we have transferred into Super Mario World, and she's able to open her umbrella and drift down safely. Um, it's it's a mag- It's not even a real umbrella. It's a magic umbrella. Yeah, it doesn't even exist. It was made by a transformation pen. You're right. Yeah. So it can fine. do it. All right. Well, and in the manga, it's actually the the pen itself transforms into an umbrella. <laughs> That's even weirder. But okay. Yeah. Um, well, in the English dub, they said apparently, "Ooh, we don't want children jumping out of third story windows with uh, umbrellas." So that does not happen. Uh, they throw her out the window. Tuxedo Mask goes, "Ah, oh, I'm saving you. I'm saving you." And then he saves. Her. They just they reverse the footage of her getting really? thrown out. Yep, and she goes back up Aww. over. No, yeah, that is that's infuriating to be <laughs> honest. Here's, here's the really here's what I think is the really dumb part of this whole situation. Okay, because what happens is they throw her out the window. Uh, they go back inside. They go back up to that window again as Sailor Scouts. A moment or two later, the monster goes out the window again, and all of the Sailor Scouts jump out the window with no trouble. They just jump out. They just go, whoop, 
boop, and land on the ground. Everything's fine. What a like that. That's really uh, that's really infuriating because this is the, like the the moment in the series and, and it's it's in the manga too, like where uh, Tuxedo Mask it, it doesn't save Yusagi. Like Yusagi ends up saving them. Yep. Well, uh, now he's like them. he tries to catch her and falls off the balcony. And in the manga, like she's the one who gets the umbrella and he kind of holds on to her. Yeah. As they get down to the ground. Uh, which, it, it, you know, especially after 21 episodes of uh, Tuxedo Mask showing up and going, hey, don't be useless. <laughs> like, it is kind of necessary to have in there. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, because, okay, so they, because what happens is they, they, they get out the window safely and then, uh, the monster's about to attack them, uh, Nephrite's about to attack them, and, uh, thankfully Mars and Mercury have both transformed. They blast it, they kill it, kill it, they disperse now, it, uh, whatever you want to say. Brianna, have you had to make any changes, uh, like this in your, in your animation career? Wait, what? If I had to make any changes in my animation career? No, no, did, have you had, have you no. ever had to, like, revise huge things where it's like, no, the children aren't, we don't yes. want children to jump out the windows. <laughs> Yes, we have. I have. Um, I mean, I've only really been in charge of like one thing. Um, yeah, there, yeah, there's, there's been stuff like there, there was actually something that we had to do and we ended up having to cut, we were able to cut it anyway. We ended up not having to use it. Um, at the end of the last episode of the Gemworld shorts, we weren't, um, they, we had a note from somebody that they wanted, they wanted Amethyst to be nice to the spider. They wanted the spider to come back and for her to like like change him back to a little spider and give him a hug or something it was weird (laughs) so we yeah we boarded it but i was like this isn't right he just tried to kill her like why would why why should she be nice to him (laughs) so but yeah there's like a whole there's a whole there's a whole board of just that but then we had to cut it because of time so it never got animated. But oh. I'm sorry. I don't have I don't have like enough experience like directing stuff to have any good anecdotes. <laughs> no, no, that was fun. Okay, hugging spiders <laughs> is fun. Well, I disagree. Hugging spiders is terrible, but Look, it's fun, fun to imagine. As we as we all know, uh, Usagi hates spiders. Yes, uh, we learned course. that from Leanne. Of course. So- so, oh, so this is a nice place where we get the that we get uh, the whole uh, Mercury's confrontation with Tuxedo Mask. That's kind of a fun scene because oh, yeah. Mercury is like, "Hey, Tuxedo Mask, uh, what's your deal? Are you a jerk or or what? Like, are you a good guy or a bad guy?" And he's basically like, "I'm looking for this crystal. If you're looking for it too, then I don't give a crap what you what you think because I'm getting it. You're not." Uh, so it kind of sets up this maybe they're not as friendly as we think they are, and then he runs away, uh, and Misaki doesn't care. She still swoons over. Him. She loves him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Nephrite's uh, soul is exercised, or Nephrite's doppelganger, I guess, is exercised <laughs> from Princess Diamond's body uh, by Ray using her priestess powers. She does the you know the little awesome hand thing, the you know Rin Pyo by Zetsu. Like I really like that whenever it shows up in uh, anime and manga and video games. Uh, and then they just beat up the the specter of Nephrite for a little bit. <laughs> they just hit him with the moon tear, and that is that. <laughs> yep. And then uh, Princess Diamond falls over, loses her glasses, and you're not going to believe this. What? She's actually beautiful under those glasses. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. I would, I would the- never. I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> 
I wasn't. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm so surprised. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't wear glasses, so I actually pity both of you. Oh, yeah, uh, well, because you know the, you're you're obviously both hideous, hideous people because you have I've to never wear glasses. Been to beautiful, because I wear glasses. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. I've got so uh, we get sometimes. <laughs> uh, the she gets a uh, in the anime. It's actually really funny because she gets like the full on uh, like sparkles. Like, like she uh, she is consistently drawn like extremely cartoonish, uh, and then we get the full on like sparkles, wind blowing her hair uh, when the the glasses come off. Here, uh, the glasses fall off, and uh, Luna, a cat. <laughs> Right. Uh, just yes. waltz up and goes, Hey, are you are you the moon princess? And she's like, What the fuck? The cat just talked. Well, she and can't like, tell that it's a cat talking with her glasses off. That's how bad her eyesight is. She thinks a cat might be a person. Yeah, it's 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 bonkers. Uh, yeah. th- th- that is their test. That is their only moon princess test. Is this person surprised a cat is talking? Yeah. She screams, she freaks out, and uh and they go, Well, not the moon princess, obviously. A little ridiculous, but there you are. Uh so then we get to we get to see the the solution to the mystery of the final mystery of the century, which is what does this treasure look like? What is this treasure? It's a giant diamond sculpture of the princess. <laughs> So nice. Of of the first princess. Who looks exactly uh, like the first princess D. Who just looks exactly like her, down to having the glasses with the spirals in them. So I, I feel like the kingdom of D has not been around very long. So not the not the crystal. So no worries there. Uh, however, well, for, uh, first of all, I do want to point out Ray and Amy in their terrible dresses are now at the party. So did they go? Did they go and say like, listen, we're superheroes, but like we just want to be in the party like normal. So we're gonna transform back. Just let us in. They're they're obviously the uh, the Duchess and Baroness of Popover. Of course, <laughs> of course yes. <laughs> Of course. Um, and this is it. Now we get to the big scene, Chris. This is the big scene. Oh, boy. Oh, brother. Now, you've uh, you've mentioned this scene a lot in Sailor, in Sailor Business, talking about Serena slash Usagi drinking champagne. <laughs> yeah. In this anime, she, uh, it's not champagne. That's a martini she's drinking. Am I crazy? In, in, the, in the manga, she refers to it as juice. And there's actually a, a translation note in the back of the... If you have the, the new editions from Kodansha, uh, it actually explains it. The the English word juice, when used in Japan, doesn't simply refer to fruit or vegetable juices, but any sweet non-alcoholic drink and can include sodas or bottled sweetened coffee or tea. Such sweet drinks are considered to be children's drinks, although they are probably mainly purchased by adults. So, Usagi doesn't know she's drinking alcohol. She just assumes it is a, a fancy drink of some kind. But it's in a martini yeah, glass. These are, these are, like, martinis or, well, they've got cherries in them, so I guess they're, like, cosmopolitans. They're, they're cocktails. Okay, alright. Uh, so Usagi downs one and is immediately shit-faced. <laughs> she is tore up from the floor up. Uh, she's got the, the blushing. She's like staggering around. She falls into tuxedo mask. Yeah. Fortunately, so she bumps drunk. into him. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, she is drunk. She bumps into tuxedo mask. Now... <laughs> In the manga, she straight passes out, uh, and Tuxedo Mask kind of carries her uh, outside and sets her on a uh, a sofa, like I guess like a fainting couch, even weird. Uh, and then while she is passed out, uh, and she's actually uh, in her, she's still uh, Sailor Moon oh. at this point in the manga. She's in her Sailor Moon costume. She just is so thirsty after the fight that she goes in and uh, <laughs> drinks the first thing she sees. <laughs> Uh, so she she passes out and he just starts making out with her while she's passed out. Uh, yeah, that's and that's then kind of weird and creepy. Well, they fixed that, which which leads Luna to show up and go, "Hey, get away from Usagi!" Really? Yes. 
Well, in this version, uh, thankfully, because he's because he's kissing her and talking about how right. nostalgic it is to uh, kiss those sweet lips, and it's like like even Luna's like, no, this is the creepy. That, well, that this. that part is still in it. Yeah, I did write down what a nostalgic kiss because that was such a weird thing. They were talking about how nostalgic the kiss was, and I know, I get it. It's about past lives and moon kingdoms and this and that but that's a but that's a weird shouldn't they be sitting there going that's a nostalgic kiss why did i use the word nostalgic that makes no sense yeah it, it should be something describing it as nostalgic is a lot weirder than just saying it feels like i've done this before right what a nostalgic well, i guess you don't want it to be like i feel like i've done this before to other 14 year olds <laughs> I guess they, there's, they're trying to get around the implications. It will shock you to learn that she does not drink alcohol in the American dub of this episode. And it, it actually might shock you in real life to learn that she also does not actually kiss Tuxedo Mask in this episode of the American dub. In the American, Unsurprising. In the American dub, uh, the, the, the alcohol scene, they just skipped, obviously, the part where she drinks it. The kiss scene, what they did with it is the part where she's like stumbling around drunk. She's sitting there going, oh, this is so romantic and beautiful and wonderful. Oh, my God. It's like a dream. It's like a wonderful fantasy, like the fantasy I'm about to have because this next part is a fantasy scene. And so then <laughs> <laughs> the scene of her and him kissing is a dream sequence that she's having going like, oh, my God, it would be so awesome if I met Tuxedo Mask and then we kissed and it was like this. But this isn't real. This is a dream. The, the weird thing about this for me is that this episode, you know, the Japanese title of this episode is Usagi's first kiss. Right. This is Usagi's first kiss. <laughs> she she did some superheroing and then got drunk at a party where she wasn't supposed to be. Plus, it always it sucks. It's, I mean, spoiling the last second of the episode <laughs> in the title. <laughs> I feel like that's not cool. Yeah. So uh, and that's and that just ends like they they Boom. kiss and it ends. <laughs> Black screen. Oh, yeah. you know what? Uh, so listen, wh- one more thing before we finish this episode because I. I skipped something from the American dub. Um, <laughs> Princess Diamond, possessed by uh, Nephrite, like kicks uh, Molly's butt, and like Molly falls over uh, in the in the room. To which, get ready for it. Princess Diamond says, "I hope you like the taste of that carpet." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this show. This show. Good times. Uh, yeah, I, I got to say, um, we, we've been on a roll lately of some of my favorite episodes and some that I would highly recommend. And it's like, this one's so weird because it's so like, it's it's from the manga. So it is like important in the context of the ongoing plot. But it's also kind of the least important of those episodes. All it like, it, it has a little bit of the Yusagi and uh, memory romance, you know, the, the Sailor Moon tuxedo mask romance. But it's weird because, you know, chapter one, Sailor Moon, chapter two, Sailor Mercury, chapter three, Sailor Sailor Mars. This is chapter four. Make and then chapter five is Sailor Jupiter. Right. So it, even it, it, even in that run, it kind of feels skippable. The, the things that we actually do get here in the manga or in the anime, uh, you know, the introduction of Kunzite and sort of the idea that uh, Zoocyte is in charge of looking for this very important MacGuffin, the legendary silver crystal. Like we, we kind of get those elsewhere. So of all the episodes that we've seen in, in a long time, like I feel like this one is is infinitely skippable hmm. yeah, unless you're really, like hardcore into the shipping of uh yeah usagi and memory i mean you're right and that is weird it is super weird that yeah that a quote-unquote real episode is so skippable like it, it, it even the episodes around it feel more important because they are connected to the the naru nephrite romance which even though it's not from the manga feels like a big plot point in the it is a big plot point in the anime i mean it doesn't just feel yeah, like it's, it a, it's a very big yeah it's a very big plot point in terms 
terms of like it's what the anime is focusing on at this point right. really uh which that's gonna ramp up next week when we we start getting even deeper into that uh Brian, <laughs> what are your thoughts on on this episode <sighs> I don't know. I guess I guess pretty pretty dresses and drunk Sailor Moon and tuxedo masks trying to get some some kisses in. I, I, I kind of agree. There's not really a lot that kind of happens, it feels like, like character progression or story-wise. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, at, at the very least, we can say that we learned something from this episode. Uh, so, Jordan, do we have the uh, Sailor Moon says uh, from the English version queued up? I do. Uh, here we go. When Tuxedo masks that he wanted the Imperium Silver Crystal, I didn't know if I could trust him anymore. It'd be nice if we could trust everyone, but there are people in the world who are dangerous. Be on the alert. There are people in your community and other places who can hurt you. Let your parents and friends know where you're going. And don't go places that are deserted or make you feel scary. A place where you are scared is a place where you shouldn't be. Sailor Moon says, see ya. <laughs> A place um, where I you're think that's scared a very is a place you shouldn't be. I think that's a very appropriate moral for this episode because she can't trust Tuxedo Mask <laughs> because she's going to get drunk and he's going to make out with her while she's passed out. That's true. Uh, but uh, Brienne, do you have a lesson that you learned from this episode? <sighs> um, There's a lot of heavy sighing about this episode. <laughs> Understandably. And I, I guess, I guess I learned that even if you're a princess with bottle cap glasses, you could probably still like take out a lot of people. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, just cause you feel bad about what, how you, how you feel about how you look does not mean that you can't beat people up and jump off a balcony. That's, that's very true. Um, I learned that brazenness is the best way to get anywhere that you want to go. You just walk into a place, say you belong there and people will go, that checks out, I guess. Oh, that is actually a pretty good theme. I mean, it's like you said, Nefrite did it at the beginning. He's like, I'm going to go do this. And they're like, okay. And then, so then goes the part like, yeah, I belong here. Oh, all right. Since you say so. <laughs> yep. Come on in. Uh, I learned that you should never, ever use a specialized item for a mission that you are being sent on to actually accomplish something related to that mission, <laughs> or else that cat's going to get real snippy about it. Oh, man. Poor Luna. She's yeah, just, look, she just for- assumes that anything Usagi thinks is right is wrong. Uh, that sh- she's been trained to think that way. Uh, and who? And whose fault is that? <laughs> well, Usagi's, I guess. You're, you're such a hater. I, well, I love them both. It's hard. So yeah, that brings us to the end of uh, this episode of Sailor Moon. Like I said, I I would probably skip it if uh, if I were you, but uh, you might enjoy it. It's it's on Hulu and it's on the DVDs. So check it out if you uh, get the get the urge. But that does it for this episode. So we will be back next week uh, to watch more of the Maxfield Stanton saga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our guest has been Brienne Druhard. Uh, Brienne, where can everybody find you online? My website is just briannejuhard.com I have a comic called Harpyg and that's at harpyg.com which is h-a-r-p-y-g-e-e dot com and yeah I guess that's all you need to know Excellent. you can find me on twitter at crackshot with a zero for an O you can find me on twitter at the ISB and you can find uh, links to everything else I do at about.me slash chris sims that's c-h-r-i-s-s-i-m-s and make sure to twitter at us your fan art and questions at Sailor Business as well. Uh, we'll be back next week. And until next time, keep your mind on Sailor Business.
I knew she'd be here. This is such a snoozer. <laughs> I hope you like the taste of that carpet. <laughs>